Hey guys, it's Lewis. You might remember me from such podcasts as the one you're about to listen to, and the rant I recorded on my phone when I was a kid after Christian turned heel, and I couldn't figure out how to upload it to YouTube. Anyway, during this episode, Jack and I experienced a couple of audio issues, so you may notice the audio quality changed during some points of the podcast. It's not overly disruptive, and it won't happen again, and I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as Jack and I enjoyed recording it. So, what do you say, lads? Let's learn about some wrestling from almost 10 years ago that doesn't matter anymore. Yo, 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 it's Lewis and Jack, pod time! All I know is I've been doing that show for 337 episodes, so I must be doing something right. And, and what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I'm hosting a goddamn national television show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the PG Wrestling Retrospective Episode 2. There we are going to. <laughs> We're going to be covering SummerSlam 2008. Best SummerSlam. That's false. There are no good SummerSlams. I do. But before we get into that, we do. I do have a bit of good housekeeping to do. First of all, we are now on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So... Podcast Worldwide, baby. Podcast Worldwide will never be on Spotify, because they are corporate shills. Shillin'. Shillin'. Shillin' and shillin' is my is my shit. Anyway, so the other housekeeping is, in episode zero, I mentioned something where I had to tell you something about Ezekiel Jackson. Oh, yep, of course. But you didn't. You didn't no, tell me. No, I was, I was just so enthralled with... Oh, fucking... The Great American Bash. <laughs> yes, I was so enthralled with that 10-year-old wrestling. So basically, I was watching, like, a, like sometimes I watch the Smackdowns and Raws before shows. So I was watching, I think it was this, yeah, it was the Smackdown before the Great American Bash. And just a sequence kind of happened where I just didn't breathe for about six minutes. What? So, so basically, I'm sitting there, it's the Edge and Vicky wedding, they're doing stuff. And then, like, there's a match. Jimmy Wang Yang comes out first. Jimmy Wang Yang. That is a man I haven't heard of for a while. He was holy god and and I, that was, that wasn't enough. And then in the distance, I hear the start. I hear I'm a man with a plan. Yes. The Brian Kendrick comes out and he's he's just recently turned and for the first making his first appearance, guess who's with him? Ezekiel Jackson. Ezekiel Jackson's like bodyguard dressed man. in white. I loved that aesthetic. It was like a white shirt that was too big for even him that wasn't buttoned up. Best best and, look. And just trackies, white trackies <laughs> that'd get stained if he was like eating a jam sandwich or something. And then after every match when the Brian Kendrick won, yeah, he just unnecessarily destroyed the other person. No, the best bit was like that like Jimmy Wang Yang was beating Brian Kendrick. Oh, no. <laughs> so and so Jimmy Wang Yang goes up top and then just is he Can you stop Jack- saying Jimmy Wang Yang? Never. Do you want me to just call him a Wang Yang? <laughs> That's even worse. That boy Wang Yang, my god. And they literally on commentary, they're going, the Asian redneck, Jimmy Wang Yang. <laughs> yeah. no. Wow, that didn't age well. Or maybe it did. I don't, I don't know. know. It's I don't hard know. to tell. This is blurred lines. And I feel like that whole gimmick was just a rib. <laughs> the oh, Asian redneck. The Asian redneck. Well, when he came in, his gimmick was he was like a Yakuza person. That's that's more racist more, than Asian more, redneck. Well, Asian redneck's not as like racist. Just it's a bit lame. That's all. I thought it was great. And then he, Jimmy Wang Yang, heads up top for like a moonsault or something, 
And Ezekiel Jackson doesn't do anything. He's just standing on, like, the steel steps and just looking at him. And Jimmy Wang Yang's like, ah. And then Brian Kendrick just pulls him off and beats him with the sliced bread number two. And I was like, that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Unfortunately, that boy is not on this show. I wouldn't be against the Brian Kendrick and Ezekiel Jackson reuniting in 205 Live. And just doing the same gimmick again and taking Brian to the Cruiserweight Championship. I see. I, I disagree. I think the Brian Kendrick could be universal champion and he, oh, needs, yeah, he needs to beat Brock Lesnar. But he can only do it with Ezekiel Jackson's help. <laughs> That's what Ezekiel, Ezekiel Jackson retired as well. He can come back at WrestleMania. That's how the Brian Kendrick's going to get to the finals and it'll be against Cedric Alexander. The Brian Kendrick isn't even in the tournament. He got, his, he? he got his face destroyed oh, by yeah, Hideo Itami. Right. Like, he just hit a GTS. He's meant to be coming back by WrestleMania, though. So maybe he'll be, like, the surprise entry or something. I don't know. This is now a triple threat match. <laughs> this tournament has been rendered pointless. Ezekiel Jackson in 205 Live. <laughs> oh, it's, it's still better than Goldust in 205 Live. Making it 305 Live. Anyway. 305 Live crew <laughs> feature R-Truth. It'll be great. Yeah, he was like the 3 Live crew in TNA. 3 Live crew, boys. Alright, so we're starting. So now we're to SummerSlam 2008. Uh, Finally. Yeah, well, it's good shit. Um, August 17th, uh, official like first pay-per-view of the PG era. Yep, so we're actually in our content now. <laughs> we're, in, we're in the good shit. And there's, like, the, the nice solid opening vignette of just Edge freaking out. Yeah. Like, being a spaz about how he has to face Undertaker in Hell in a Cell because he was reinstated, Undertaker was, by Vicky Guerrero. After Edge, like, started abusing Vicky. Well, if, well like, he abused her after she announced the match. So, I mean, who's, well, who's the heel, really? <laughs> the man who was cheating on his wife? I don't know. And then abused her? Or the or the woman who was just like, I got cheated on, I'm going to make like, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do my job and make you die. And uh, also, fun, fun fact, this is the new era. This is the Mike Adamley era. He is the official Raw General Manager. And we're going to hear lots more about him at Unforgiven, but there Literally is... Literally no one remembers Mike Adamley as Raw GM. Best GM of all time. In the fact, anonymous Raw General Manager is more memorable. Well, he was Hornswoggle, so yeah, I guess Well, so. you only found that out after the fact, but sure. Well, they the, the worst thing was they like revealed it as Hornswoggle, and then they brought it back for a week one day, for, for no reason. No, but that was when... All the old GMs were coming back to try and get the job. Like, Teddy Long came back to try and get the job as well and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, why, why... It was more just, a, like, a parade of old GMs rather than the anonymous raw GM actually coming back. But I I, really, I, I feel like I'm the only one who really liked the anonymous raw GM. It was kind of funny. Everyone booing Michael Cole every time. That was when Cole's Hill Run was, like, happening as well. And then, I don't know, did that coincide with the coal mine thing? Yeah, yeah, he, like... Well, then his... how did he go and read it out if he was in the coal mine? He he had his, like, he, he had his little podium, I think, that he... Inside the coal mine? No, no, I think he, like, stepped out of it, like, he... Okay. Like, well, I yeah, I know he always had the podium, but he, how did he balance that with needing to stay safe inside, like, a glass box? <laughs> Remember when Edge beat up the laptop? <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, back to, back to this era. Also, um, Maria Canellis was on the poster for this show. Pretty good poster. I'm Pretty good poster. But guess guess what she does during this show? She like stares down 
Beth Phoenix. She interviews Glamorella and stares down Beth Phoenix, being oh. being all jealous about how she's seeing Santino now. Santino's in prime, like, monobrow time. It's oh, hilarious. My. He looks so bad. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, we're kicking things off with um, MVP versus Jeff Hardy in a battle of, like, who has, who has cooler pyro? Like, MVP or Jeff Hardy? Definitely MVP. Because oh. it hits when he does, like, the hand thing. And then the song goes, I'm coming! <laughs> Flames. Oh, yeah, no. He needs, like, his power is cool, but he needs way hyper music. Like, it's like, tick, 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 tick. Like, it's a clock ticking down. One, and it's like, two, one, two, I, I hear the clock, clock ticking. ticking. Like, ting. it's so, like, bad. And then it kind of redeems itself halfway through. But by then, he's already, like, in the ring. I'm like... He needs like way hyper music. I just thought it just uh, like I thought it was funny how it was just like I'm coming, and then there's just a bunch of flames there. So I think it's confirmed that MVP like comes flames. Wow, that's, that's just that's, that's aggressive. It's not my fault, does it? Um, so this was built up on an episode of Saturday Night's main event, which was a thing in 2008 for some reason. Apparently, I don't know how they got any ratings. It's like a like Saturday Night was kind of like back in the day when. Saturday Night's main event was first on. Saturday Night was kind of prime TV, but now it's, like, now and back then, it's, like, Saturday Night. No one watches any fucking TV. Even back then, I don't think it was really prime TV. It's, it was always kind of dodgy, don't you think? Uh, Otherwise, it would have had Raw on Saturday instead of Monday Night. Well, it was, like... If it was that good. Well, they had, like, um... I'm sure they had Saturday... They had a big, like, Saturday morning couple shows, like... Yeah, that didn't go for that long. And then they had Saturday morning slam. Do you yeah. remember Saturday yes, morning I do. slam where you, where you couldn't hit each other in the head? Yeah, no strikes. It's hilarious. Oh, it's my favourite wrestling promotion ever is just Saturday morning not, slam. Oh, yeah. It's no. its, its own promotion. <laughs> my favourite moment from that was Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton. And Daniel Bryan kind of just curled up into a ball. Like, he <laughs> called it the armadillo. And then Randy Orton couldn't do anything to him. Like, it was too heavy to lift up. And no strike, so he couldn't just hit him. So the whole... There was, like, a whole, like, two minutes of Daniel Bryan just, like, being rolled around the ring by Randy Orton trying to, like, do something to him. And in the end, he just kind of gave up. <laughs> See, like, I like the bit where he was, like, if Debra was commenting on a match for some reason and he just, like, started talking about bears for a while... And he's just like, I love bears. I've wrestled bears before. I thought his thing was goats. Does he have a bear thing? Uh, Someone needs to check Daniel Bryan out. Maybe he does have concussions. <laughs> what do you mean, maybe? It's <laughs> a definite concussion-related seizure where he's just like, oh, God, I like bears now. Anyway, back to MVP and Jeff Hardy. Oh, back to MVP and the Jeff actual, The actual contest. The actual here. contest. Um, MVP tries to run away but gets shit on. That's my well, first note. <laughs> I mean, sure, he was a heel. He was a heel. He got shit on by Jeff Hardy. Um, yeah, I mean... It was, a, it was an alright match. It was like, a good match. I mean, it's not... The whole match isn't particularly memorable, apart from kind of the end, which was pretty neat. Well, but. like, I thought, like, the story of the match kind of being, like, MVP calling out Jeff on being, like, just a reckless liability. And in on, like, the VIP lounge commentary mentioned that, um... MVP called out Jeff Hardy and was like, You're so reckless, that's why your dog died. Yeah, that was a bit weird. Well, like, I was like, is this the one that Matt Hardy actually yeah, no, killed? They they revealed like in January. <laughs> is this the or one where Matt Hardy Matt Hardy killed the dog? So this entire time, Matt Hardy's secretly a psychopath. Yeah, exactly. 
He, even though he's... And leads to both of their departures from the company. Well, no shit. Like, if I had a storyline with my brother that was garbage, I wouldn't be happy either. <laughs> Jeff looks like such... Uh, like, like he always looked a bit like alternative or whatever. I thought like you were like, going to go a different direction yeah. now. But you know, he always looked a bit autistic. <laughs> but he, um, he just looks like a dirty old hippie in this. He's just got ratty... <laughs> I know he was always like a bit like like that, but it really has it culminates towards the end of his run in the company. I love looks... I loved his like blue braids and shit. Like he wasn't even face painting at this point. Face paint Jeff Hardy is like the best Jeff Hardy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is like rainbow head warrior garbage. Yeah, Jeff it was Hardy. pretty bad. But he's Jesus um, Christ, he's still over. <laughs> Jeff Hardy's always gonna be over. There's nothing. He could he could do literally nothing to not be over. I mean, he's done some shit to not like yeah. he, the, the match with Sting. That that should have killed him being over. Oh like, well, yeah, but who watched who watched TNA in like TNA? TNA was bigger then, and it also it was like it was like a big news story because it was it was literally like Jeff got into the ring and he was well fucked up, and Sting was just like, all right, I kind of got to shit on this kid and beat him. What a garbage person. It was really interesting, because I think Eric Bischoff came out to, like, audible a finish to Sting, and then in the actual pin, Sting, like, shits all his way on top of Jeff, who's trying to kick Yeah, he's trying to, like, have a match and shit. Yeah, that's, no, that's and then so Jeff funny. goes legit crazy at the end. Oh, like, I heard a Bruce Pritchard story was, like, um... Like, on his podcast, because he, he was at TNA at the time that this happened, and he was talking about how backstage they were, like, um... Oh... Someone was like, oh, Jeff's fucked up. And they're like, okay, let's find him. And they couldn't find him. They're like, well, his entrance music's going. And they say he's fucked up. Where is he? And he just, like, somehow snuck past everyone. <laughs> and was just making his entrance as a drunk dude. It's so ridiculous. Um, Whisper in the Wind, Jeff Hardy hits it. I, I think we can both agree that he doesn't hit it. Because no. he, he never gets all of it. No, he never gets all of it. Like One he, of those moves he should just try and kind of work on or something. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, tell, tell that to yeah. his friends. Like, hey, Jeff, listen. I think you should probably just work on Whisper <laughs> in the Wind. It's, it's a bit shit. And then, um, oh, Jesus. Look, the finish of this match was, uh, like... Decent. I thought it was oh, pretty all right. Like, I'm, I'm not a big fan of fuck finishes on pay-per-views, though. Oh, well, that's... Why do you like wrestling, then? Because they're all fuck finishes. Because, I'm not gonna some, because sometimes there's a clean finish. Some, you just watch it for the one clean finish per pay-per-view. Hell yeah, main event. As clean as, like, um fire can be. <laughs> so, Jeff's, like, on the top rope. He's ready to give MVP a swanton bomb. And then, like, just out of camera shot, you hear all the fans go, like... What? Ah, screaming. And then Sheldon Benjamin has jumped the barricade in street clothes. Best shirt I've ever seen. It's like this crazy, like, street tie-dye <laughs> get-up. It's hilarious. And so Jeff just kind of was like, hang on, you're the United States champion. I want that belt. I'm coming for you. The United States championship that, that isn't fucking being <laughs> yeah. the show. Well, also, he had, like, a, I think he had, like, a title match with Shelton at some point. And yeah, it was, it was like, um... Yeah, it was yeah, it was prior to that's how the MVP feud started because he uh, had a match with Shelton for the title and MVP came in and kicked him in the face. Kicked him in the bloody face. So he kind of just jumps off the turnbuckle onto Shelton on the outside and he gets up and he's like, Ha, ah, sucked in Shelton, you just Get you, thorn, you just lost and then <laughs> you just he lost. just he jumps up onto the top turnbuckle to deliver the Sun Tom Bomb, but MVP having had 
many minutes to recover from what it, like the snapmare or something that probably put him in position <laughs> it's for a someone snapmare. Um, That's almost an RKO. Don't you dis the snapmare? <laughs> ends up moving at the last second. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah. And then he like does he hit him with like the drive by kick? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Drive by kicks him move. in D face. Good for the shit. one, two, three. No, I thought it was. I thought it was a good match. Told a MVP. good story. Yeah, MVP no. is is prime here. Like he's like it's it's real tough. I'm trying to figure out who I'd rather give a mid card push to that isn't Brian Kendrick, and it's probably a tough call with me between MVP and Shelton because they're both Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Are you talking right now or back then? Back then. Oh, definitely Kofi because he ended up getting one. Yeah, but he's <laughs> Jamaican as shit. Why are all the mid-carders black? (laughs) Hey, Jeff Hardy. (laughs) Jeff Hardy is my favorite black man. I love it. Uh, Maria Kanellis doing the only thing she does on this pay-per-view. Backstage interviewing Santino and Beth Phoenix. Apart from being on a pretty decent promotional poster. Pretty decent. Jack likes the promotional poster. uh, I'm not a fan of jet skis. <laughs> There's a big explosion in the background. It's oh, I'm sick. not a fan of big explosions. I like the. I kind of like the aesthetic of the pay per view as a whole. It's built up. They're really riding the whole biggest show of the summer. Thing yeah, yeah, it's like, like movie aesthetic. Yeah, like, it's, so like, like, it's like a modern Great Balls of Fire yeah, type deal. Under like the Titan Tron, they've got like a big old movie theater headline sort of thing, and in different matches, it pops up with like whatever match is happening right now. So during the MVP Jeff Hardy match, it says MVP versus Jeff Hardy just underneath the Titan Tron. And then when they're introducing the main events and stuff, they've got like John Cena running away from a massive explosion and Dave Bautista coming out of like a car and movie mm-hmm. actor um, sometimes, aesthetic. Sometimes I hate wrestling. But this interview made me love wrestling because literally Maria's act try has to try and act jealous of... Like the fact that Santino's moved on and and Jesus Christ, she and then Santino starts being like, oh, the ladies, I can't do his Italian accent. He's like, the ladies love my unibrow. And Beth Phoenix has to stand there and be like, next to this disgusting <laughs> man, and be like, yep, I love that unibrow. I'm really into mm-hmm. you right now. Oh, boys, please give me my great acting by everyone involved because <laughs> they somehow pulled off. And apart from Santino, who I think actually believed he looked good, Santino is the greatest of all time. I fucking love Santino. He's you not... reckon it was a work monobrow or a shoot monobrow? I think it was a shoot monobrow. That, that boy is dedicated. It's, <laughs> it's like I don't know. I think it was like one of the Volkovs, like spoke, <laughs> like spoken Russian for two years. Santino grew out his fucking unibrow for like two years. This is this goes down in history, and then. A fucking mobile pole. Yeah. yeah, I love these mobile. I poles. hate these mobile poles. It's mobile like, poles are my childhood. Welcome to the shit WWE app. Will Edge and Vicky get divorced like my parents did? Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. What do Real you shit? What, what do you think? And then it's an odd question. Yeah, especially well, since like post this pay per view, nothing obviously can happen in regards to divorce and. Separation or whatever. Well, I, he gets I, separated into hell. That's about it. I love like the it's wrestling, so it's like will they get a wrestling divorce? Or, <laughs> but like in wrestling, it's. I like, want to see a wrestling divorce. There are heaps of wrestling marriages. But you you, you want to see, see like, a wrestling divorce? Yeah, and look they, at Ric Flair's life. Oh no, but <laughs> sixteen. Sure, times. sure. But I meant like a vignette where two like people who got like married in the ring end up going to like divorce court or something getting divorced <laughs> or a divorce court in the ring they oh get married god. in the ring and then they get divorced in the ring oh my god who gets custody of like they, they split a championship <laughs> belt and shit 
that's why Zack Ryder had like for a while he was having like the half trunk half tights oh, yeah, thing. His course. his ex wrestling wife took like, <laughs> Eve Torres. Damn you, Eve Torres! Uh, you took that both of a, my tights. That was a decent gimmick, especially since it was like the payoff for Zack Ryder's internet championship sort of. Eve Torres yeah. being a hoe. Yeah, but it was with John Cena, so... Yeah, yeah. He got, like, exposure for it. No, no, he didn't. They got, like, they buried the shit. Have have you... Yeah, but it's... Do you remember... Do you remember the clip of Zack Ryder in a wheelchair with crutches with a box of, like, chocolate hearts? I do, but... And just standing there crying, going... (laughs) As John Cena made out with his girlfriend. Like, that's the most fucking if you want to kill a baby face dead that's what you do but then they just threw him off the stage in a wheelchair to I understand that it was a pretty bad gimmick for him but would you rather that or just the Hype Brothers breaking up with them Mojo winning a match and then getting over it in two weeks nah. and it gave rise to Hoski that oh, was the best part of Hosky, WWE that was it gave rise. Do you remember um, Zack Ryder had a song out? Like he put it on iTunes and I, I bought it on my dad's account <laughs> and it's called Hoski and it's hearts. Oh, it's like the dumbest shit. It's the, the chorus is like, um, so you'll go out and find a new broski, but forever you will be my hoski. Please stop singing. It's so, <laughs> it's so, it's so bad. I'm sure he, our listeners can find the song themselves. He literally, it's so bad. He released one and it was real bad and he released another one with fixed audio. And by fixed audio, I mean he auto-tuned the shit out of it <laughs> because he can't sing. All right, we'll move on to the greatest match of all time, an Adam Lee original. Thank I you. love the Adam Lee original game. I, I did not, hate. I did not know about this until this paper. But the commentators keep banging on about Adam Lee originals, which his I assume is, is he's, he's. I think it's like trying to be ironic. Like, look at all these shit ideas <laughs> he has. But then it's also like, but yeah, you paid money to watch his <laughs> shit ideas. I guess the championship scrambles are also an Adam Lee original as well. Oh yeah, they bang so, on about that next month. Holy so he has Jesus. like a whole pay-per-view dedicated to his Adam Lee originals. His Adam Lee original. Well, it was like, yeah, next month we're going to laugh about this, but it was, um, <laughs> he came up with the Adam Lee original and it was so good. All, both of the other brands had to copy it. <laughs> like, that's so dumb. But yes, this is not a PG match because... Men can fight women, and women can fight men. As they say, intergender rules. Intergender rules. Mickey James and Kofi Kingston versus Beth Phoenix and Santina Marella. In a winner-take-all match. For the women's and IC title. See, I'm just thinking, like, it's an episode of WCW uh, Thunder, and it's like, um, whoever gets the pinfall gets the world title, and then David Arquette just comes out. It's like, what had just happened? Did Dave, did Santino Morello just win the women's title? So I think the point of this match is to get the title off Kofi for his main event push without actually having him lose to Santino or take the pin from Santino. Well, I was kind of like, wait, did, did he pin? Like, did Beth pin... Um... Beth pinned uh, Mickey following the glam slam. Oh, okay, because I was kind of like, my, my thing was like, oh, it looks like Kofi's getting a bit of a push. And then he lost his title. I'm like, oh, I guess not. No, well, the point of it is so he doesn't have a title when he's in his feud with Randy Orton. I guess. Coming up. Coming up. Yeah, yeah, because, um, yeah, there'll be a bunch of stuff with Randy Orton, who's... I think he returns from injury n- next month, like, okay. after this. But, yeah, it's like, I thought this was a 
like good comedy wrestling. Yep. Except comedy wrestling, don't take this one too seriously. Except commentary, just a lot of the time, fucking like Michael Cole, instead of like letting a joke in the ring like play out, like like literally like Beth kicks Kofi Kingston and shit, and some funny stuff happens. Instead of letting the audience be like, haha, Michael Cole goes. Oh my ha ha ha! Would you look at that? Michael Cole over explaining a joke. Who would have thought? Oh, he's literally he's like one of those people you meet, where it's like, oh, there's this meme, and they explain to you the entire meme, and they don't just fucking show you it. They just explain every aspect of it, and it's like you're that person. Though. No, I sh- I whip out my memes and I show oh, them stop off. Stop weeping! Stop weeping at your memes. Stop weeping as I whip out my memes. <laughs> uh. My favorite part of the match was when Mickey hits her uh, diving dry hump, which is my favorite of her signature uh, yeah. moves. Sure. Well, yeah, what else, what would you call it besides the diving dry I'm hump? I'm sure it has an actual name. I, I didn't hear it. <laughs> I was just thinking about how it was a diving, like, dry hump. And Jack decided to look up what the name of the, dr- the, di- the diving dry hump was. It's so, just a fez press off the top rope. It's not a diving I love how you had to Google that. Like, <laughs> the fez press sometimes from the top. Well, she doesn't exactly do it like the classic fez press, does she? No, it's a, it's a diving dry hump. Like, what the shit? But this, this was a good match, though. Like, uh, sure. I, I, li- I like a bit of comedy in my wrestling, you know? Comedy wrestling's, like, it's good. Like, the only thing we've really had recently with that is probably Brizango when they were up against the Usos. Yeah. And that was a good comedy wrestling match. Like, that was solid. I really enjoyed that, and I really enjoyed this. Oh, there was the Christmas, um, the Christmas Street Fight, right? Oh, yeah, but those are shit. That's not good comedy. (laughs) That's, I'm, what I'm hitting him with is kind of funny. (laughs) Hey, remember that time Alberto Del Rio turned face, then killed Santa Claus? (laughs) Wait, they had the Halloween street fight as well, didn't they? They put yeah, it's like a trick or street fight. Yeah, and then trick or the, street fight. Yes, and it's the miracle on Thirty Fourth Street fight or whatever it's called. Yeah, the end of the trick or sh- the trick or street fight was like Carl Anderson with like a pumpkin on his head, that being actually... distracted while Luke Gallows gets pinned. Or yeah, yeah, and he was and he was like celebrating. And yeah, stuff. <laughs> actually remembering that that was actually a pretty funny match. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and also the visual like um. Yeah, so do you want to talk about the finish? Um, well, I mean, the finish was... The finish finish was like Beth pinning yeah. Mickey James, but yeah. But also the greatest visual of all time, which is Beth Phoenix holding up Santino as he holds up both championships. Oh, like the ending, right, That's yeah. the patriarchy that, for you. That was pretty funny. I love that shit. Like, Beth Phoenix. In, even in the match, they were doing stuff like that. Like, Kofi was about to jump over the top rope or do Trouble in Paradise or something. Yeah. And, and Santino <laughs> just jumps into Beth's arms. <laughs> and I love how um, they're on commentary, they were talking about how Santino says he wears the pants in the relationship. And then Jerry Lawler gives the worst dad joke of all time, which is... um. Santino may wear the pants, but Beth tells him which pair. That's so funny. That's it. <laughs> that's even true, I reckon. Like in K-Fab. In K-Fab. Well, yeah, Nothing no, is true. Real life. Spooky wrestling magic. Edge, Santino, and Beth have like a Matt Hardy, Edge, and Lita thing going on. What the fuck? <laughs> Where Santino is just there, like, um, calls in to bite this, and to Edge is there, and he's just like, Ah, it's kill or be killed, Adam. <laughs> I can't do an Italian accent. <laughs> ah! I don't even think Santino has an Italian accent. Oh, he, he has an accent where he mispronounces words and kind of sounds like Borat, basically. It's good shit. 
Um, yeah, and then uh, add for after this one, you know, new Intercontinental Champion is Santino, the greatest oh IC Champion God. of all time. Yep, sure. Beth Phoenix, who is actually talented. Yeah, women's actually, champion, actually good. Yep. Just like Beth Phoenix. And then we get an ad for the Jeff Hardy Twist of Fate DVD. The Jeff Hardy story from the bitter lows that endangered a career. I got involved in the demonic atmosphere of drugs. Which is my favorite, like, DVD ad, only because in one of the highlights, they show, like, highlights of interviews with Jeff Hardy, and he's talking about his shit life. And he goes, I got involved in the demonic world of drugs. And alcohol. Oh. oh it was so good. But the DVD, I think, is... It's on the both, network. It's both Hardy Brothers. Yeah, there's like, it's and like disc one disc one, one Disc Hardy. one is Matt, and disc two is Jeff. It's That's, so funny. That is bad. I just, I just want like a, there's, you see like the uh, Satanist symbol, like the pentagram on the ground. Someone's like doing an unholy ritual, <laughs> and it's just like a cotton drop in the middle of the pentagram. <laughs> and they're like, and then Undertaker shows up and does his spooky ministry, <laughs> like, where he's like, oh, hello, oh, hello, and the lightning comes down and strikes the bottle. <laughs> strikes the cascade draft, so it's little bit lukewarm and you poison your enemies with lukewarm beer uh that's good shit and then vignette for hbk versus jericho not for a match for a doctor's evaluation doctor's evaluation oh we don't know Jericho's gonna be there no no but it's like a vignette of why Shawn michaels yeah. has to get like a doctor's evaluation because it just goes over the match from the great american bash and that sort of thing which was a good match and uncomfortable, and sure, I like Shawn Michaels actually has a lazy eye. So I yeah, don't know. no, I did kind of bought it actually. Because he have a eyes... lazy eye beforehand. Like <laughs> I don't think you can get a lazy eye from being punched in the eye too much. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I could be proven really wrong. I feel like we're about to get a bunch of angry emails from optometrists. <laughs> like, yes, you can you just punch someone in the eye. Like Lance K gave him a lazy eye. With That's his true. Big boot. Sure, good shit. Uh, HBK comes out with his, uh, his, wife? his legit wife. It's his Savannah? shoot wife. Uh, Jessica. Shoot wife? <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it, Rebecca, that's Rebecca, it. yeah. We can't remember Shawn Michaels' wife that basically <laughs> No, his shoot wife. wife. It's his shoot wife. Cause, like, so funny. Well, I was thinking about it like the other day. Randy Orton's been in like two segments where it's like been using his wife, but neither time has it been like his actual wife. And it was different both times. <laughs> So it was what are like, these segments of his wife? Well, it was like the home invasion one, right? With Triple H. Oh, that's coming yeah, up. yeah, yeah. And then there was one where it was the build-up of um, CM Punk versus Randy Orton, like WrestleMania 20-something. They all went together. Ugh, 27, 28, something like somewhere that. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. And um, Punk basically like attacked Randy Orton and locked his... His working wife. His work wife. <laughs> his kayfabe wife. <laughs> In like a in like a van, and she had to like watch his punk like beat him up, and both of the segments like I thought were like not very well acted because no that home invasion segment is oh, my I childhood. Love, I love and I, I love the bit where me. where he's like not like his kayfabe wife goes ah, <laughs> and I love the bit where Triple H throws Randy Orton <laughs> through a window. That's the best part of it, man. Back then, I don't know. Back then with Randy Orton and Triple H, they were doing a lot of like. Triple H runs around different places after Randy Orton kind of vignettes. <laughs> like there was one where it's just it was gimmick. no, it was um, Triple H standing off against. It was the end of a Raw. It was Triple H standing off against Legacy with all three members in the ring, and Legacy are like, 
we'll just beat you up. You're like one dude, and then Triple H pulls out a sledgehammer, and everyone bails out of the ring, and they all <laughs> end up. This thing is like a sledgehammer is like his equivalent of Brian Pillman's gun, <laughs> and they all end up running like to the back. And Cody Rhodes gets like run down before they get there, and DBRC and Randy Orton are kind of like in the hallway, being like, "Oh shit, shit, shit! How are we gonna get away from Triple H and his sledgehammer?" So they run down like to the back of like the backstage area and you run into like a dressing room and they're like and they get into the dressing room and there's like a locked door on the other side like fuck we've cornered ourselves so they end up trying to like barricade the door to the dressing room with like a big like um catering table and then they move the couch in front of it like haha it'll never get in now and triple h just like smashes the like door handle with a sledgehammer and kicks the door open and they're like, oh, fuck. And then he's, so he's cornered them <laughs> you up. You sound this. like a child talking to his parents about what happened on Raw. But it was so amazing. This is like, no, I, this no, is my childhood. Then, I am a child. And then he barricaded himself in a dressing room. <laughs> and so he backs him up against the locked door. And then they try to like run like past him. And Ted DiBiase just gets caught with a sledgehammer. Jesus <laughs> and then, Christ. He's Randy's like begging for his life up against like the dressing room window, and then Triple H is like, "No, I will kill you. You like <laughs> no. made out with my unconscious wife. You touched my wife's <laughs> boo." And he throws the sledgehammer at him, and it just smashes through the window. But this is the best bit. So it cuts to Randy running out of the first door to get away from Triple H, and Triple H pulls the sledgehammer out of the like the mirror, and it's a different sledgehammer than the one before. <laughs> it's, like, massive, and it has a black handle. And then he ends up running to, like, a waiting limo, and then, of course, Triple H gets it just as it's pulling away, and he, like, smashes the window and throws the sledgehammer after it. But, I don't know, that's just, like... My favorite Triple H running after Randy Orton. And that ended Raw, like the Raw logo pops up at the end. JBL's (laughs) just jogging around with his man. Jogs past him, like, what's going on here? Man, I love those kind of segments. I prefer those a lot more to, like, regular finishes of matches. I I can understand that. Like, it's a a good finish. I think they progress storylines a lot more. Mm. Well, like, yeah, I can understand that, like. But sometimes you can't have, like, a segment ending, like, the show every week. Otherwise, you just got Nitro in the 2000, like... <laughs> hey, hey, that was a decent show. Nitro in 2000, if mate. all wrestling fans were me, I think the Monday Night Wars would probably still be There going. was literally, like, a, like this was a storyline where two dudes were, like, looking, like, who had a match next we're looking at the script of the show <laughs> and one of them goes, yeah, I'm going over with my finish. And the other guy is annoyed about that and storyline shoots on him to win the match. <laughs> that, that's, I don't know, I feel like that's a pretty, I don't know, I, I like that. I, think I, can't, I can't wait for the play I go watch where someone goes, my character is supposed to die <laughs> according to the script, but I'm not going to follow the script and Jack. Oh, um, let's let's move on. Yeah, to that a good, was a that was a very long tangent. That was a tangent. Let's move on to the actual segment we're reviewing. That is a good segment, and uh, yeah, it's with his shoot wife. He's out there. Oh, we got there from shoot wife. <laughs> that is how we got. Because <laughs> I was talking about work wives versus shoot wives. It's great, and so HBK gives like a real like, real heartfelt speech. Like the crowd seems yeah, no, to be it buying was. it. Like the crowd's buying it at the very least. I uh, I didn't. I didn't buy it heaps because he brought his wife with him. That was all. It, like, compared to, like, Mark Henry's, like, fake retirement, 
that I was still got a lot left in the yeah, tank but one. You, you would have believed that so much more if Mark Henry brought out May Young with him. <laughs> and the hand. And the hand that they had on Raw 1000. <laughs> oh, oh, as if the hand wasn't on Raw 25. What oh, a ripoff. I, I actually found a really poignant, like, someone someone said something like, um, when the hand showed up at Raw 1000, and they were talking about why it isn't funny. They were like, WWE's idea of comedy is to go... This is something we did that is shit. <laughs> Here you go. But it's funny. <laughs> Why do you sound like a bitch? She gave birth to a hand. It's funny, man. Oh, it's some funny stuff. And uh, let's let's actually talk about HBK just trying to retire, and Jericho comes out looking like fucking Patrick Bateman in his suit. Yeah. So Jerick, uh, Sean, H- Sean is trying Sean to retire. Sean BK. Oh, fun fact, when I was first getting into wrestling, I didn't actually know that Shawn Michaels and HBK were different people. So I have, like, a poll on WWE.com to help me, like, put it together. Like, Shawn Michaels wants to, like, wrestle The Undertaker again to try and get, like, beat him at WrestleMania. What, do you think this is a good idea for HBK? And I'm like, what, they're two different people. Hang on a second, is this the Sean or the Hart? <laughs> so yeah, if anyone was wondering if Jack has half a fucking brain, like... It's true. It's damn true. I mean, did you take pills and drink when you were a child as well, like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, so remember, we could've. Sean is trying to retire, but the reason he gives is, oh, I'm just pretty old, and I'm pretty banged up in general, and the doctor said... Maybe it's time to quit. And then Jericho's music hits. And that's yeah, when everyone yeah. knows it's a fake retirement. It's a it's a kayfabe retirement. And then he comes to the ring and he's like, that's a lie. You're retiring because of me. I want you to say it in front of all these people and tell your wife that you're retiring because of Chris Jericho. You're not allowed to just kind of mix it in with all the yeah, other yeah. injuries. And then, and then Sean gives the best line of the night, which was like, all right, I'll sit my kids down and say that as long as you sit your wife and kids down. And you tell him, Daddy will never be Shawn Michaels. That and I thought a... I thought it was hilarious because he's like, sit your wife and kids down <laughs> and say Daddy. <laughs> so we know Jericho's wife calls him Daddy. <laughs> this is good shit. That, that was pretty good. And of course, they end up well, coming to blows. But Shawn... Oh, this is Shawn, good I, shit. The thing, the thing is that I don't think Shawn gets enough black for this. Because he kind of <laughs> he just... Ducked Ducks out of the way without any regard for his life. So he ducks out of the way and Jericho clocks his wife. Right in there. And I read in Jericho's book that he felt real bad because he actually like took a reel for like he accidentally just swung it away too hard. Yeah, no, I was watching it back and I was like, oh, I bet there's going to be like heaps of room in between so she doesn't mm. actually have to take no. it on. But no, he just hit her. Sean, <laughs> Sean Michaels was super pissed off because he, he fucking clocked his wife and they went backstage and... Sean was, like, freaking out, being like, I never should have done this. And um, Rebecca kind of sits up, and she's got a chipped tooth, and her <laughs> lips bleeding, and she's just like, ah, oh, is that all you got? You... Oh, she, she, says nice. the, she says the Christian born-again version of, is that all you got, you fucking cunt? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's good shit. But yeah, Jericho yeah. punches out his opponent's wife. Yeah. That's good stuff. And then, well, you could obviously tell in Kayfabe he didn't mean to, but he was kind of just, for the next, like, five minutes... Uh, Sean's just kind of hovering over his wife and Jericho's slowly backing out of like the arena <laughs> just going like, nope, nope 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 that's basically the whole thing Jericho's like nope 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 and then Sean Marcus is just kind of staring him down the hallway my favourite thing minutes. is the next night on Raw 
uh, Jericho says exactly what we were thinking, which was, it's not my fault. I was trying to punch Sean. Why did he even bring his wife with him? <laughs> it's uh, the Snitsky angle. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. Just but... punch Sean Michaels' wife into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What's it, wrong with you? It's like a mannequin. Like It's, 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 like it's a mannequin, Sean's wife. Yeah, yeah. Jericho's just holding her and he's just going like, do you want to hold her? No, she's mine and I'll do with her whatever I want. Does the mannequin count as a shoot wife? <laughs> now I'm just thinking it's a sex doll. <laughs> shoot wife. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> anyway, so that basically wraps up that segment. Honestly, past the, past the Jericho coming out, it's pretty ordinary and a bit boring. I, I'm not I, gonna lie. I thought it was a play. Like, I can't disagree more. Like I, I thought. Well, I liked the segment, but I mean the whole bit where it's like five minutes of him just slowly backing out of. Yeah, but own. it's the intensity, Jack. Oh uh, no, I was over the intensity. Like the, and I Jericho's get... facial expressions during it as well, because he's kind of. They like... don't change. He's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh no, shit. No, but it's, no, it's no, like no. an oh shit, but it's a smug oh shit. He's like, oh shit, uh, I regret this, <laughs> and just run away. It's good. Yeah, no, I just think it went on a little too long at the end, that's all. Mm, not PG at all, though. Blood going no, out of mouth and shit. Oh, well, I suppose if it's like a shoot punch on a shoot, shoot wife, then, shoot wife. <laughs> then it can't be helped. Uh, this intense moment is immediately followed by a WWE shop ad. And oh, it's like the old WWE and shop ad. And it's fucking ad. their new... Sl- I don't know if it's their new slogan, but it's the slogan they're trying to get over, which is the worst thing ever. Our stuff... Your statement. Yeah, that was... I don't, I don't like to go, like, always into a sex thing, but that <laughs> sounds like a sex thing. Do you reckon? I yeah, know. I was like, hey, take our stuff and make a statement now. <laughs> oh, it's so, like, edgy and tryhard. And then I was actually thinking, I was like, yeah, the whole statement thing's a bit weird. And then I looked at, like, the shirts that I was trying to sell for all the rest. I was like, Randy's got, like, this death metal shirt. In and Triple, Triple H always has, like, heavy... Death metal, Skulk like skull shit. stuff. Yeah, I was like, "Yep, they're just trying to be edgy, like with skulls and stuff on their clothing." Well, they're PG, so I guess they got to make up their like lack of edginess in some way. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh. and then uh, this is immediately followed by the fucking ECW main event cooldown yeah, match. Boy, holy Jesus! Went for a grand total of thirty-one seconds. Oh, Henry is is still with Tony Atlas. And it's the new belt. Someone's going to get their wig split. And I was very surprised that they found the belt big enough to fit around Mark Henry's, like, ab gut. Like, Did he put it around his waist? Yeah, it was because oh, it's wow. a new belt, so it's fully around his waist. Wow. It's the, it's the silver boy decent. belt. Must be pretty... Oh, it looks pretty like... I mean, I mean the, the belt looks like absolute fucking garbage. Like, it looks like... How a... dare you... It, it actually looked good. No, it looked like a plastic replica no, toy. Didn't, then all silver. No, that's one of the... I think one of the most widely acclaimed... Title belts of the modern era. I think you are definitely wrong. I, I feel like if you look into it, a, a, most people would how hate much that a belt. banknotes worth when they're talking uh, half. This this is like an inside joke. I was with, I was with my my buddy here on my birthday. On your by birthday. the way, he took he oh took, happy birthday to Lewis for yesterday, and he, and he took this opportunity to like go, hey, did you know that if like you got a ten dollar note here in Australia and it's ripped in half. The halves are worth five dollar notes, and like a and he, like talk like, shit to me like about a it. normal person. I'm like, that's not true. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like if someone like if like if someone at my work tries to pay me like half a ten dollar note for, <laughs> to pay like a five dollars like like of groceries, I'd be like, fuck off, mate. Like what are you? 
What are you playing at? <laughs> and then and then Jack literally uses his data to Google this shit. And the Reserve and Bank of Australia says... It's, it doesn't mean a business has to accept it. It's just what the Reserve Bank deems it's worth, though. Yeah, but like... What a country we live in. Jesus Christ. This is Banknotes are proportional to how much of a banknote you have left. Make Australia great again. Make make bank. Anyway, so the point of this is that I'm always right in arguments we have. So I'm right about the ECW oh, title. Also, belt. okay, but before this 31 second match starts, um, whoever the fuck on commentary says... Taz? Ma- no, Taz match, is Smackdown. It's Striker and Grisham. Oh my god. The Todd best team Grisham. ever. Jesus but Christ. But literally, literally, one of them goes like... Um, Mark Henry, not only as strong as he's ever been, he has the best cardio of his career. Yeah, no, Matt Stryker said he was talking to Tony Atlas oh about, like, the God, shape that's not a good Mark idea. Henry's in, and he's like, yeah, he's in the best cardiovascular shape he's ever been in, which makes the world's strongest man not only powerful, but quick, and that's a deadly combination. And Mark I was Henry like, has Matt never... Stryker is amazing! Mark Henry, <laughs> well, would have been, like, more amazing if, like, the match literally wasn't, um... Matt hits the twist of fate and then Tony Atlas just drags Matt out of the ring and it's a 30 second DQ finish match. The, the thing is that I don't think he would have been DQ'd if he just dragged him out of the ring but after he DQs him he just uh, after he drags him out of the ring he just smashes him in the head with an elbow. I'm like that's so unnecessary. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> well, we got to have like the fuck finish on pay-per-view that people people like, this was when pay-per-view was, like, I like fuck bucks. finishes like Sheldon Benjamin, but not fuck finishes like this. You couldn't have, you could have gone, you couldn't have gone five minutes with this, like... Yeah, people I understand that, for pay-per-views in the PG era. Like, I, sorry, I understand, like, why, why they did the fuck finish, because they're trying to build up, like, Matt Hardy is able to beat Mark Henry. But you couldn't have done, like, a, a ten-minute match? Like, a five? Oh, can Mark Henry even go for All well, the matches were really short oh, on the card. Oh, and uh, Jeff Hardy runs out for the save as Matt's getting beat up by Mark Hardy boys. And they get, they get a big pop, and I was kind of like, oh, was this the first time in a while they were, like, together? No, it was. Hold on. They teamed together on July 17th on an episode of ECW. It's like two weeks back. Yeah. Well, no one watches ECW, so maybe the crowd just didn't know. <laughs> the crowd just... Vince like... probably didn't even know they tagged like, Hang on a second, let's put them together. Then. No, like, didn't I buy ECW a long time ago? <laughs> Hang on a second, didn't the invasion sort these <laughs> things out? <laughs> um, yeah, and that match was shit. We move on to an ad for a DVD, and... Mobile Pole Boys. Mobile Pole. Ed, like, it, it still hasn't, like... Shown know, us the results. But it's still, like... It's just a reminder about, please send us money to tell us whether they're going to get divorced or not. Hype that shit. And it's an interview with uh, with Punk. They keep calling him a fluke. And, you know, JBL's facing Punk tonight. And the the build-up, which I liked for, for a I bit, actually liked the build-up. It was literally much. just JBL bullying CM Punk. And <laughs> CM Punk going, well, I'll just bully you back then. This is just, like... The backstage environment, but in a storyline. <laughs> well, it's literally they had a segment where it was like, "I can beat you at anything. How about a drinking contest?" Yeah, it was weird. He just got out of like a bottle of Jack in the middle of the ring. Yeah, yeah, but Punk's just like, "If I do this, I'll just be like you." And you can tell, like, JBL's like, "Hell yeah, be like me." Yeah, yeah, but you can tell Punk really wanted to say, "I'll be just like you, fondling you guys' balls <laughs> in the shower." And then just Punk just throws the whiskey or whatever in his eyes, and I thought that was I thought that was awesome. 
and uh, they try and uh, explain how JBL won the title, like their title opportunity in a match that Adam Lee made. Um, <laughs> Adam Lee original. Adam Lee JBL being the least intimidating person ever. Mike Adam Lee's just like, oh my god, this is an original man right here. <laughs> Look at look at him! I've never seen a man with like C cups before. <laughs> so bad. Oh jeez! I don't like. The only reason I fat shamed JBL is probably because he's fat shamed every other person who ever existed. That's true. That is that is very true. Um, what do you what do you think about this match? I thought it was actually pretty good when they go when they're kind of explaining like the backstory. They explain it as like um, JBL had to wait seventeen years to even sniff the. Uh, world title pitcher and punks mm. kind of jumped in and not really paid his dues so jbl is like no you have to suffer as long as i did which is you have to suffer you have silly. to be in a tag team with ron simmons yeah now. but that was actually a good tag team so i don't get why they're like you have to suffer like it was jbl jbl like, just didn't like black people yeah it's clearly. not like jbl couldn't have just become a singles wrestler like in kayfabe but Anyway, uh, well, how he became like JBL was the funniest thing ever. Where it was like, um, I think it was Paul Heyman like firing like Ron Simmons, and um, and JBL goes to walk out with him, and then and then Heyman's just like, no, not you. I I like you. You have like your own segment on like news thing. You wrote a book. You're a millionaire. And Farouk's just like, can you believe this guy? Come come with me. And he's just like. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stay here. <laughs> oh, it's well, a, no, it's like real life. He's like a real life investor millionaire. He's married to like a Fox Business host or something. Oh, something like that. Also, the the worst Michael Cole commentary ever. Uh, Michael Cole just tries to bring up a bunch of stuff that um makes punk seem you know different and not. Oh yes, he, here's oh, the list no. of things he he brought up. He watched Batman three times. He likes video games, and and he would rather drink a soda than a beer, and that's what makes CM Punk so different. My favorite one is at the end, right? So he's listing all of these things. How do you that, do, fellow kids? <laughs> he's listing all of these things that like he thinks are mainstream and everyone likes, and then the thing Punk likes that's like offer, and he's like he'd rather listen to alternative music than country music, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're trying to make the JBL loves country music or something. No, like, but it sounded like he was like everyone loves country music. Everyone. Don't you guys like country music? I love country you guys music. Like, you guys like a bit of CM Punk is right? the CM Punk is the weird one for not liking country music. Uh, Kane isn't in isn't on this pay per view at all. I was just I just thought Kane's bag. Me. Where is Kane and where is his bag? There? I still well, don't know what's in the bag. It is gonna get revealed at. Oh, spooky. Well it's well it's revealed like a couple roars before <laughs> Unforgiven, but I will explain this whole hilarious thing to you then because it is Are they gonna have a Kane's bag championship scramble? <laughs> no, literally I'll tell you the start of of the reveal. Mike Adamley came out and no. was, like, was like, please tell me what's in your bag. I really wanna know. <laughs> <laughs> And that was just the segment. Oh my god! Anyway, anyway, I, I thought it was a good match. J, uh, JBL yeah, it was bust, a good match. He bust Punk open on the top of his head. So yeah, he well, JBL didn't do it really. It was so he. It's like a off the go to sleep or something. I think. I don't know. I thought I have no clue. Like what, I couldn't tell where he got busted open. Oh no! They, no, they, I know where he got busted open, but I can't remember what move itself. So I think Punk might kick him in the head right. And then Punk falls down, um, like, 
you know, selling things. Oh, and JBL's fat ass falls on top. No, and so um, Punk falls down and he's like, the back of his head is like facing like the roof and then JBL is like doing a stunned fall onto him and they just crack heads at the back. It's pretty brutal actually. That's why the referee threw up like the X, like shoot injury side. The, the ref and I was like, degeneration. <laughs> and I was like, oh damn, where's the injury? And then they just cracked the back of heads and it busted Sim. The back of his head was wearing a crimson mask. Oh Jesus. Well, also, I love Sam Punk's theme music. I just had to drop that yeah. in there. Yeah. I, oh, the cult of personality made sense, but I just like this fire burns I thought I thought this this theme song was very appropriate that one time Randy Orton used it <laughs> that's hilarious Randy dog. Orton the straight edge he probably singer. likes that music but in his current music he hates his current music like when they had the band out there oh for yeah he looked at them like order. they were just pieces yeah he was of like shit. please go away that was so fun I love how um Randy, he was talking about his WrestleMania entrance where he rode in on the snake and how it looked like a sperm. <laughs> and he literally mentioned, he was like, Triple H got this cool entrance and I rode into WrestleMania on a big sperm. Like, uh, I wish it do, just as an aside, I wish it do like legit proper epic WrestleMania entrances again. Like Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels the first time coming in from the roof and like underneath the stage or Cena driving around Detroit in a Mustang or Triple H throwing a big yes, sledgehammer you've through men- the glass you literally, I remember the last podcast you oh, mentioned. Well, I'm just going to mention well. this every podcast. You just, you're just a sucker for a gimmick. I'm mate. a sucker for a gimmick. See, things, things that haven't aged well from our first podcast, you just repeatedly talk about <laughs> entrances and you repeatedly like referencing Enzo Amore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we're stopping the Enzo references. Oh, God, way. yeah. Like, I was literally kind of like, do I put out a statement or something? <laughs> no. Put out a statement. Be like, ladies and gentlemen... During our first episode, we made numerous allusions to one Eric Arn, or whatever his name is. It has come to our attention that he's a big piece of shit. Well, it, all, all the news broke after the taping and release yeah. of the podcast anyway, so and don't I, hate me too much. And I couldn't be fucked going back and just editing yeah. out Jack and just replacing it with audio of him like saying like Steve Austin quotes. <laughs> back then, it was just a meme, alright? Don't hate. Oh, uh, don't, don't hate, guys. <laughs> I just did a. I just did a vlog in the suicide forest. Don't hate like the goal of my content. It's every day, bro. Every day, bro. Let's talk about the ending of this match. Where <laughs> right, he, like, sure. Well, like, that's the end of the match. He kind of gets cracked open by yeah. JBL. He counters like the clothesline from hell with like a drop kick, I think. Yeah. And then um, GTS. That actually might be the spot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that might be it. Because then yeah. CM Punk would be on his front yeah no i reckon that's probably it and then yeah like he, he hits the gts and and beats jbl i thought that was like this is what they should have been doing to begin with like if you don't want him to beat batista then just have him like beat like a jbl like a uh he, it's basically he's basically got the intercontinental title at this yeah, point like really this, this belt None of the world championships were in the two main events either. Oh, oh we're about to go to the um, other world championship like match, which is <laughs> so fucking good. Jesus. If you Christ. thought the punk match was shot at like twelve minutes, this one goes for less than ten minutes. Oh, it's literally like if you like, I would have rather they did like a Matt Hardy Mark Henry match for this next <laughs> one because um, they're better wrestlers. Uh, back backstage, H, backstage we see the great Carly stretching because it's great Carly versus Triple H for the title, and um, Carly's stretching, and I was like, 
What's he, what's he stretching for? Is he going to stretch out to do that do that brain chop? Do <laughs> that brain do, chop. Do that Punjabi plunge? <laughs> oh, this is cool, man. You you, you got you to stretch to take a pedigree? Like, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I like I literally thought like like this like that he just recently debuted and then I remembered no, he had like he's an been entire, a world champion. Yeah, he had an entire world title run. He just like recently came back and he's got the vice grip. <laughs> they didn't want anyone to take the pin for him to win the world championship, so he just won it in a battle royal. Jeez, well it's because Batista was injured. I was yeah. like, oh Jesus Christ! But yeah, um, also I don't the- think Great Khali's ever actually pinned anyone. I don't remember him, like, pinning someone successfully. I've, I've literally seen him pin people. Like, his whole thing when he first started was... He's always he... in gimmick matches or he loses. Well, he, like, his whole thing when he started was he'd pin people with his foot because oh, he, he just the couldn't... foot thing, yeah. The I foot th- thing, that I sounds was... like a snitsky thing, <laughs> Jesus. No, I was thinking of the... Oh, I'd just never seen him, like, lie on top of someone. But, of course, the foot pin, yeah. The foot pin. Like, um... Carly's music as he comes out is the fucking worst thing ever. Like, like when I when I think of Carly, I think of ba 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 da 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 whatever the fuck it is. It's, it's like it's fucking Punjabi like cool Bollywood music. I forgot what his music was like, so I was like, I hope that it's. Jin, I think Jinder's like stereotype music is it's solid. It's it solid. Was... Like I think it's one of Jim Johnson's last creations. Oh Jesus! But, they're gonna change so it up like, then. So I was like. Will Great Khali's be kind of... No, it'll be... It's like his heel stereotype. And then once he becomes a face, he's got like the... Uh, thing ah, that you were just doing. Welcome to the Khali Kiss Cam. <laughs> Khali Kiss Cam. Oh, oh, no, but Great Khali here is... Khali is, is a big old monster and he... Um, the script that's his thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. They show like the lead up to the... Lead up to the match. The vice grip shit, though, like... As a move... I think it's believable. No, he's match... just got his hands on no, his but... the head. Like, what is he going to mash their skull in? Like, well, can't... the pressure on the head... It's believable it's because... It's like a nerve hole, right? I it's like him. believable because of how big his hands are. His... Like, when he had Batista in the vice grip, since Batista's bold, you can see, like, all the way around, and his hands were literally as big as Batista's head. Like, mm. I could kind of believe that the pressure on it would make someone pass out and then he could, like, pin them. Maybe it's just because I'm fucking weird, but I'd prefer his shitty brain chop. No, I like the vice grip way better. Anyway, so the lead-up to the match is all just on an episode of SmackDown. They had an arm wrestling contest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that! And... and oh. Triple H is about to win, I think, and Kylie gets up and hits him in the head. <laughs> that's that's one hell of a way to, to build up like a credible heel challenge. It'd be like he lost an arm wrestling match, basically. And then he puts him in the vice group, and Triple H passes out. Mm. Well, immediately he like in this match he hits like the Punjabi plunge, and then like goes for the vice grip, and Triple H like escapes, and Kylie like it freaks me out whenever I see Kali take a bump because I'm just <laughs> like, what the fuck? He used to be really athletic. I saw a couple of videos of well, him in like Japan. Oh, this, or this is like the the R slash squared circle thing because I actually I actually f- looked at the background behind that. The reason he looked so good in that match was because he was fucking wrestling Chris Candido. Yeah, sure. He had a good opponent, but I don't mean he looked good. Enough. I just meant he could like walk better than like he can. Oh <laughs> well, yes, I don't think I, a good could... opponent makes you walk better. I don't know. Have you heard like the uh, the story of like Bret Hart and I think his name was Tom McGee? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I know the story, but it's, it's just like I thought he just looked better 
walking and like doing basic human movement back then than he oh, does now. It's literally because I don't, I don't think I don't think he got his like fucking tumor removed till like 2012. Like, yeah, which is like holy Jesus, dude. And so Andre never got his removed, and then he died. So yeah, then he, he died, and, <laughs> and Andre was never like in his later like most famous years. He was never exactly like the best worker. Like half of his matches were just a guy would run into him. <laughs> And yeah. then he'd sit on him and, like, they'd fucking die. Oh. But, yeah, um, so he takes the bump and, um, he leaves the ring and then chops Triple H and then the crowd very loudly in unison gives the good old-fashioned you-can't-wrestle chance. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Little do they know it's in store for the next five years. I can't believe he stuck around for that <laughs> fucking long. Like, I remember it was, like, a Royal Rumble or something. And that, like, people were talking about how WWE were going to let Kali's contract expire and he hadn't been on TV in, like, six months. And he made his return in the fucking Rumble. <laughs> and everyone was like, what? You, you've re-signed this guy? Like, why? <laughs> well, he's good comedy. No, he was never good comedy. Kali Kiss Cam. Kali... The Beth Phoenix thing. Oh. If you don't think he's good comedy, then you don't think Santino's good See, comedy. See, look, I don't think he's good comedy because, I like, think he's there's, because there's comedy. literally my, my comedy of him is, like, um... It was someone from 3MB versus, um, like, uh, it was, it was like someone from 3MB and it was like Santino and there was like Carly and Jinder and like Santino had his, like, had the Cobra out and he was about to hit someone, but then the great Carly gets out like a, like a Indian flute and starts trying to charm <laughs> the Cobra and then Jinder comes out and does it. And That's then he... really good comedy. I no, it like. isn't. It is. is not... What's good comedy? Then. This is the fucking Santino like getting held up by Beth Phoenix by <laughs> I mean, that's Santino so, going to you in the bra. Santino just mispronouncing names is fucking hilarious. That's pretty funny. Breath of the Heart Man, the Tonky Honk Man. But yeah, this this um yeah this match sucked. Like it's literally just rest holds and. Well, they have the thing about can like Great Khali is too thick. Can Triple H hit the He's pedigree? So thick. And over like the over like the previous month, they'd had the thing about Triple H can't physically like pedigree. Mm. Also, Mike Adamly made this match. I have that in the notes. Adamly original. Yeah, it's an Adamly original to put fucking Khali in a spot he doesn't deserve. I I propose we dedicate one match per card as an Adamly original. <laughs> In the, like, the match most likely yeah. to be made by Mike Adam. Paying honours to Mike Adam. Oh, paying honours to his battle with dementia, I think. It's so dark. That's very dark because he like forgot his lines a lot of the time. And so looking back, it's kind of like, oh, Jesus, he probably just had early onset dementia. <laughs> like, that's, uh, and everyone just makes fun of him for it, including us. Uh, but so yeah. the end of the match is kind of just Triple H finally fitting Great Carly under his crotch. Yeah, and then just gives him the big old pedigree, which Carly actually takes. Yeah, no, it was a decent pedigree. Yeah, yeah. it was like especially I... for because it physically would be quite hard to. Oh yeah. Make the move work, like you can see when he finally hits it. Greg Carly's basically bent in half trying to like oh. get under Triple H's crotch. Poor Carly, why did he have to wrestle? He literally—it's cringy to watch him walk at any point in his life, like. But yeah, I, the match sucked, but like I kind of enjoyed the pedigree bit. Yeah, nine minutes, so it wasn't that long. No, oh, thank God. Uh, up next, no hype needed. <laughs> on on my on my notes for this one, I just have no research where Kane fucking is because he's <laughs> not on this show. 
It's John Cena versus Batista. A feud entirely made because J. Oh, it's like the Shawn Michaels, Jericho, and his shoot wife thing all over again. What? Because the feud is because John Cena and JBL are in the ring. And oh, Batista's yeah. Batista's in like, the ring. Goes- so, John is Chris Jericho, JBL is Sean, and Batista is JBL's shoot wife. This is getting real complicated. <laughs> See, like, my my whole thing was, it was, like, no hype needed, except they hyped it up, and they, like, had the tag belts for a week. Like, they beat Rhodes and DiBiase for them, which, like, they're not on this fucking show. It's kind of like the once-in-a-generation Rock Cena thing. That's how, mm. like, they built it up to be, like, the, for the first time ever, Batista and John Cena go one-on-one. Anyway, so it's because John Cena tried to punch JBL, and JBL got out of the way, and he hit Batista, and Batista was like... I know you accidentally hit me, but I'm going to Batista bomb you because I'm on a lot of steroids and I'm a very angry man. I love steroids and I'm a very angry man. <laughs> I am a guardian of the galaxies. Oh, hell yeah. I, I love a, this match. Yeah, Cena cut a good promo. He was like, he goes through like all the histories. Like, at WrestleMania 21, we almost simultaneously won the world titles. I thought, one day. Now, that one day, the day is SummerSlam. The time is coming up. And then I watched you beat up Triple H, and I thought, one day. One day I'll and beat then, up Triple H. <laughs> one day, and then we, you got drafted to Raw, and I thought, one day. And then the locker room started talking, and they're like, one man has to step up, and one man has to step down. I was like, one day. Uh, and now, the day is today. No wonder the fucking World Heavyweight title's been devalued. You literally have Batista and John Cena. Yeah, and the World title match is like CM Punk versus JBL. Like, at Uh, this point, CM Punk, he's really good, but he's he's not like... He's not like Messiah levels. As opposed to when he was, like, actually pretending to be the Messiah. (laughs) No, like in, you know, Money in the Bank 2011, where after the pipe bomb, where he goes insane. Yeah, yeah. I thought, thought, like, your your point from the last episode was very poignant, where if it wasn't, like, if Punk wasn't very good, and he didn't get another opportunity like he did, this would go down as, like, a Jack Swagger type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this, uh... Really good match. Uh, Batista looks better than he has in a while. I guess he's not like severely injured, which is cool. Well, it's actually a pretty historically important match. Oh um, my goodness! Because of the aftermath, but yeah, the oh, match. Oh yeah, because Cena dies. Yeah, the match itself is pretty good. I mean, I don't really remember anything crazy happening. Batista in it. did a figure for that shot. Yeah, the hell that may that was. I think he was trying to kind of. He, w- he was like, yeah, I got trained by... John Cena was like, he got trained by Triple H and Ric Flair and all that, and I had to come up by myself. Yeah. And so it was kind of like, that was worked into it too. So Batista hits the figure four. Also a misconception about this match. I thought, like, when Batista hit... Like, my I like the way the revisionist kind of looks at it is, like, um, Batista, like, does that awesome powerbomb counter, and Cena breaks his neck, and the match ends. When in actuality, yeah. Cena didn't break his neck. He, like, just injured and he had to get surgery. Like, he wrestled for a couple of weeks after this. Yeah. And then he was like, ah, oh, shit, I probably need to get surgery. And then, um, yeah, so he does the powerbomb counter. Cena kicks out. Well, that's the thing, right? So he's on the ground and Cena's jumping off the top rope to do his leg Yeah, he's block. doing like, his um, frappadoo move. Yeah, it's like the famous off the top rope. Yes, that um, is a good way to put it. The, the diving drown. <laughs> and so... Batista gets up, and it's kind of a Batista bomb, but he... Actually, I don't think he hits a proper Batista bomb in this match, because he jumps up and tries to counter and kind of throws him down, and the commentators aren't selling it as a Batista bomb, just kind of like a 
please don't hit me in the head with your leg, uh, throw you down sort no, of thing. No, but it was fully impeachable. No, like, but, he sat out. No, yeah, I know, but the commentators aren't selling it as such. Yeah, and then the when, commentators are shit. And then <laughs> he, like, Cena kicks out, and I think that's where he, like, herniates a lot of discs, like, off that powerbomb. Oh, yeah. It and looked then, like it fucking hurt. But I don't know if this is this was always meant to be the finish of the match, or Cena called an audible because he was injured or what, but... Um, so it's weird because he kicks out and then he's probably like, Dave, I'm like super injured. Help, and boys. David's like, Dave is like, Ugh, and then kicks him in the head and picks him up for another Batista bomb. <laughs> but the thing, this is why it's always a bit weird to me because he Batista bombs him, but he doesn't sit out. It's like a half a jackknife power bomb. So I always wondered if he didn't sit out because he knew Cena was injured and he didn't want to like put more force on it. Or Maybe. Something. I just thought it would have been funny if Cena goes, Dave, I think I'm injured. And he's great. All right then, and just kicks him in the head and just powerbombs <laughs> the shit out of him. So yeah, well, and then just talks about how he we'll cheated on know. his wife when she had cancer. Like. <laughs> we'll never know unless we get John Cena uh-huh. in for a guest yes. appearance on our. Podcast. Oh yeah, we're gonna get John Cena over Skype, and he's gonna talk about how much he loves hentai. It's Not even Skype. We're just gonna get him when they come from WWE Australia. Oh yeah, I, I can't wait for this show. We're gonna do a guest home. podcast at the Jeez. live tour. It's gonna be like uh, there's like a funny character, recurring character on like this podcast I like called um, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, and it's um, shout Nate, out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. I I have one of your shirts in pink. Um, but like there's there's a character called Nathan, and his his thing is like you know the chicken tendies me. Yeah, he's pretty. He's just kind of that person, except he thinks he's a wrestling journalist. <laughs> so he like there's like he goes, well now I have this interview with Eddie Kingston. And it's just like him, he's like recorded on a phone and it's like Eddie keeps me like, get the fuck out of my locker room. What the fuck are you doing here? I warned you. And it's just shit like that that makes me so happy. We could, we could probably do that. Of course. But yeah, Cena's, Cena's out for a while, um, two weeks after this. What's the timeline for the injury there? Because he was injured in 2007, right? He injured his pec and then he came back like six months earlier. Yeah, he came, to, yeah, he comes back for this one. I think his next match is at Survivor Series. He comes yeah. back. So Which is, that's really good recovery time. Cena's fucking it's like insane. He's fucking Superman. Um, oh, mobile poll boys, guess what percent of people say Edge and Vicky are gonna get divorced? 78% of people are fucking assholes. <laughs> like, yes! I want to see the divorce. 78 to 22. It's like... I don't think that they were ever going to do a divorce on camera anyway. I so. really... Well, they're, they're, I remember this. They eventually do, I think. I don't know. Like, Because I know Edge eventually... Maybe, do they mess it, mention it in passing or something? Because they wouldn't dedicate that much. No, no. Because Edge, like... when Edge comes back from Mania 25 during that whole storyline... Him and Vicky are still married. They're That's just true. estranged. Like I, I know, I know. There's but, a no, they're, uh, no, but they're back together, aren't they? Because then Big Show, Big cheats. Show gets his. Well, we're going to talk big about Big Show's big, big, show. big Dong. <laughs> big Show's Big Dong. <laughs> it just reminds me of like um, the the GTV segment where he's standing at the urinal next to um, Valvetus and Val Sagenalik, <laughs> and he just looks at me and goes, "Huh." They call you the Big Show, <laughs> and Big Show is just like zips up and he just goes. Fuck you. And just starts beating up <laughs> Don't you talk shit about my dick. Don't talk about me. <laughs> Don't talk about my dick or my KO punch. <laughs> I love him. But yes, now it's time for the main real main event. event no titles evening. on the line. Uh, heck in a sec match. Just about 
double the length of any other match on the card. Oh, holy shit. This was a good match with a great build-up. Like, Edge... Much better than any other match on oh, the card. Oh, Edge murdered Mick Foley in the build-up. Like, that he, was so he took cool. him off commentary. Yeah, He's it was... not on there anymore. The build... Part of the build-up is Edge being like, oh, I'm such a softie. How am I going to beat The Undertaker? And Mick Foley's, like, in the ring with him, consoling He's like, come on, you need to find the old Edge. The Edge that, like... The old Stone Cold. <laughs> the Edge that, like, speared me through a flaming table at WrestleMania. The Edge that was a sexual deviant. And then he, Edge is like, yeah, no, I get it now. And then he just beats the shit out of Mick Foley. Mick Foley. does, like, a sick elbow <laughs> drop off a ladder with a chair, putting him through a table. I was like, that shit's cool. Oh, this match is great, and La Familia's backstage watching being like, Edge is a piece of shit. Speaking of La Familia, oh. the Dark Show match was Big Show versus Bam Neely with Chavo <laughs> Guerrero. Bam Neely. Now, and Big Show went over. Now, now listen, Bam Neely's the type of guy that I think should beat Brock Lesnar for the Universal title. Bring back Bam Neely. What's, <laughs> what's he up to these days? Just bring back a lot of the ECW guys. The, I, can't, I can't wait till the next episode, because we're like, what's Bam Neely up to? And I just look, I look him up and just like, Bam nearly was arrested for sexual assault. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm just like, oh, no, Bam, why? Oh, Taker entrance is badass, you know. And the match just kind of starts off with Taker beating the fuck out of Edge. But Edge, like, gets to come back, grabs a bunch of fucking tables and yeah, chairs. Yeah, it gets really TLC. I think this is probably the most, like, weapony Hell in a Cell well, this, match. This is apart like, from, like, ones where they're actual weapons. This is, like, my, like... If, if you're not going to take a huge bump off the top of the cage, this would kind of be my ideal Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good Hell in a Cell yeah, match. Yeah, because they, like, they, like, they do the spot later where like Edge Spears take yeah. it through the cell, but they don't go outside of the cell or anything. Yeah. This is actually, I think, the first Hell in a Cell match that I ever saw. Really? I was like, it's wow, speared through the cell wall. That's crazy. Just, I love your impression of child you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's like why does Chad, no. you sound like Jackie Lambert? <laughs> wow. They get speed. I think they go outside for like a second or something. Yeah, like, it's it's not a, like they they, they don't go like outside the ring and up the cell or anything. No, it's it's a very it's a very contained match and it and it was like a very very good match. Lots of lots of chair shots to the head, unprotected though, and shit like that doesn't age well. No, it's bad optics, man. Like Jesus mm. Christ! Kid. Did they know back then? I don't know. I know did they, did they know that getting hit in the head well, with a fucking chair would, like, fuck with your brain? Obviously, you know, the chair stuff, and I think, obviously, the Chris Benoit thing, but... Well, there was the whole thing with um, Christopher Nowinski, right? Where, like, do you know who Nowinski is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like how he, he ended up having to retire because of a concussion, and because he's a Harvard graduate, he started, like, a concussion institute. And for years, he was just essentially blacklisted for that. But then, like, in the last few years, they were kind of like, oh, yeah, we we care about concussions. And I'm just like, eh. Yeah, but all the CTE stuff has come out in, like, probably post-2010. So I don't know. Obviously, you always know that getting hit mm. in the head isn't good. But I don't know if they knew the full effects at that point in time. Mm. When, um, like, when when do you reckon they stop, like, protect like unprotected chair shots to the head? Uh, I, the earliest I remember, like, it being a no-go was when Triple H and Undertaker... Oh, yeah, and they got fined. Yeah, did it to make the match better, and they got fined. So, sometime before then... I, I love the idea of Triple H reprimanding Triple H <laughs> and then fining himself. Yeah, around... So he just gives himself <laughs> Around 2011, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, oh yeah, and then Edge, Edge, I can't believe I forgot about the spot, Edge like sets up Undertaker like on the announce table and just runs across and spears him yeah, through no, the fucking table. Yeah, it's really sick. 
so sick. Like, the best-looking spear I've ever seen him do. And generally, his spear looks like garbage. Like, Did you just say Edge's spear looks like garbage, it's, generally? It's like Edge's the, spear is the spear. It does, yeah, but it doesn't look impactful at I all. I take Edge's spear over Goldberg's spear, I over think Roman Reigns' spear. I think you're wrong in no. every way. Like, the be- like, it goes, like, best spears, it's fucking Rhino... It's Goldberg, and probably I'd throw Roman in there. He has a good spear. Nah, Edge is at the top. Oh, I'd put Christian above Edge, though. Like, No way. Edge's spear is insane. The way no, he hits he... it and kind of drives the person but down. No, he doesn't. It's like a running bear hug. It no. doesn't look that good. Edge's spear is really good. Oh, I'm gonna have to, I'll show you a compilation of like times he did it when Dolph Ziggler wasn't selling for it. <laughs> but Jesus Christ. Um... You know, it's bring back into the ring. Undertaker just fucking does his comeback. He hits him with a concerto, doesn't he? Oh, fucking yeah, he does. That looked dangerous. Yeah, it did. I don't this know. whole match looks dangerous, to well, be honest. I, like, I was listening to, like, again, with, like, the Bruce Pritchard show podcast. Like, I was listening to that, and they were talking about concertos. And they were like, um, oh, it's it's a move, like, if you know what you're doing, you can do it very safely. And I'm like, fucking how? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I genuinely want to know how the fuck they do that safely. Do I smell a wrestler in the making with you, Lewis? No. I am the least athletic person. <laughs> My cardio has gone to shit ever since I started smoking. So Paul Bearer squared. Oh, I, that's who I could... I would be the best, like, the kind of skinny fat Paul Bearer. <laughs> you have to put all the makeup on. Oh, maybe I could be like a brother love type dude, except I, I'm like, I hate you all. <laughs> yeah, brother hate. <laughs> brother hate. Is, and then I feud with John Cena because like, nah, man, you gotta rise above that hate. <laughs> oh, that was so bad okay. oh, oh the best God. part we're gonna get to it in like 20 episodes or probably more when Kane's like I attacked you because of your shirt embrace <laughs> that yeah that was bad oh, I love that shit but yeah Concerto and he's just like putting Edge through fucking everything like he's like he's doing all the shit to him that Edge did to him yeah like he's, like he's doing all that shit it's actually really cool to see it this whole feud Undertaker gets a little more like TLC. Oh, he breaks a fucking camera over Edge's Yeah, head. like Shit. back in the one night stand match, he goes to like four tables off the ladder and stuff. And um, this is probably the last time that we really see some like crazy shit out of the Undertaker. Oh, I, I would say like, there. do you remember like the Hell in a Cell he had with Lesnar recently? Like, like a couple years ago? Yeah. They like, they like pulled up the mat and they like brought out the wooden shit. That's true, I suppose. That, that match was awesome. But yeah, like, um, basically Taker just beats the fuck out of him and then tombstones him, pins him, and then... But I the, love the finish of this match. Uh, the ending is something I'm a little back and forth on, because basically, like... This ending is sick. Taker's leaving, and then he sees Edge, and Edge is still moving. He's he looks like, up to, like, the Titantron, yeah, and Edge is like... like he just kind of quivers a little. Yeah, it's like, I haven't retired yet, and then Undertaker's <laughs> like, motherfucker, I'm gonna call it back. So he goes back, and he, like... He sets up, like, two ladders. Yeah. And then he, like, puts... He somehow forces Edge to climb a yeah. ladder. <laughs> and then choke slams him. Edge goes... Well, while this is happening, we get creepy Instagram filters on the screen. Where it's yeah. Like, ah, children scenes like... Ah, this is really cool. Evil Latin, where it's like... Oh, hello, my God. Did La Familia come out to the ring? No, they, mm. they were just They're backstage, backstage just yeah. going, like... Yay. Yay. He's, he's gonna get killed. <laughs> And so Undertaker takes Edge up and like choke slams him off the ladder, and he goes like the canvas tears, 
and he goes through the ring, and then Undertaker's like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, boys, and then he just goes, ha, 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 boys, not done yet, and <laughs> just flames come yeah, up. Yeah, no, and it. flames shoot up, and then Jair kind of makes allusions to the fact that Edge has gone to hell, which is really sick. Oh, I like... See, see, it's something I'm a little I back like how it's on. like a big, epic, fable story sort of thing. Like, I, I like... We need part more of, me, of the supernatural stuff. Uh, part Good of me, supernatural stuff. Yeah, I I enjoy a little bit of supernatural stuff. Like part of me, like if you listen to the last episode, you know I really don't like the kayfabe shit that should murder you. But I guess I can kind of excuse it in this place because Undertaker hasn't murdered Edge. He's just used his demon powers to kind of send him to the Shadow Realm yeah. kind of deal. He beat him in a game of Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, <laughs> talk to the hand. Mind crush. You're going to the fucking Mind shadow. crush. That's a reference. That's a, that's a Yu-Gi-Oh, the abridged series reference <laughs> that I made you watch like three episodes of. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, he goes to hell and Jao's like... He goes to... Anyway, he goes to hell. And Jao makes allusions to it and then the logo pops up with the camera on the hole and... Yeah, what a happy for. ending for this pay Holy Jesus. I mean, not all pay can be happy, but I think it was a happy ending. Edge was the big heel Edge, sex Edge. pest abuser. <laughs> sex pest. I love how you say sex pest abuser. He didn't sexually abuse anyone. <laughs> he was just a sex pest anti <laughs> Yeah, an abuser. Me. A sex pest, comma, abuser. <laughs> <laughs> sex pest and slash or abuser. <laughs> and or abuser. Oh, so, so, like, so that- thoughts on this match? Lafayette? Star classic, well, like not quite La Five Star classic. What, what what's your idea of a Dave Meltzer Japanese five star well, match? Man? I believe the most recent five star match that I watched would have been Andrade Cien Olmos versus or, Johnny or as Jack calls him Andre, Andre Cinemas. <laughs> because literally, this is another gap in Jack's knowledge for ages. He literally just thought Andre Andrade's last name was Cien Olmos. Yeah, I thought not it was, that all Cien like was one just nickname. <laughs> To be fair, I don't pay heaps of attention to NXT. There's just a lot of shows to watch. Oh yeah, but like, um, see, see, here's my this is like, see, I don't if you if you notice, we don't really give like rankings to matches. No. We don't really go like this out of ten because wrestling, especially in this era, it's so subjective. Like, yeah, literally, like if I had to put a star rating on something, like I'd probably like that like what's the, what you have to differentiate like a star rating difference between like the. Santino match yeah. and this match and you have to rate them on different stuff I think especially for this era there's a pretty wide variety of matches oh, compared yeah. to something like the 80s or something like that where you know the British Bulldogs are hanging out with the Rockers and that sort of thing and there wasn't much difference in the matches but this one has like send like Glamorella versus Mickey James and Kofi compared oh. to Edge going to hell and that sort of thing and do you rate them on the same stuff I don't no. think so. I understand that some people have to, like, Meltzer and kind of, like, because they do it every week and they just give their opinions. But I think it's pretty hard to have uh, consistent rankings, especially when wrestling is so subjective. Oh, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. That being said, though, what was your match and moment of the night? Man? Match, well, match of the night was the last one. Well, I, fucking obviously. Yeah, like... And the moment of the night was Edge going to hell. I feel, I feel like... As much as I just said wrestling was super subjective, that Edge going to hell thing is kind of the, like by far the most notable thing that happens. Oh yeah, like it was, it I mean, you can like... go like Triple H finally pedigrees of the Great Khali, <laughs> or 
JBL accidentally cuts CM Punk. He or, doesn't cut him. He bashes yeah. him open. Or, like, or un, like John Cena gets injured for, like, a couple months. Or you can go, like, Edge goes to hell? Through, see, like, see, in Hell in a Cell? See, I'd, I'd probably... Literally be... Hell in a Cell. Oh, <laughs> boys. I love how you, like... You, like, your eyes just lit up. And you sounded... You thought you sounded so clever when you were like... Literally. It's literally Hell in the Cell. Oh, that's, that's, that's pretty funny. That is pretty fucking great. Like, anyway, yeah. so I think... As much as I just said it was all subjective... I think the match of the night could go to maybe like the JBL Punk one, but you I think? thought, well, I don't, I don't think it was, but I think you could maybe make an argument, perhaps. But I think I, I thought it was solid. I didn't think it was. Well, like, that's it, was it was a CM Punk match. Like it was, it was a, it was better than it had any yeah, right I to didn't, be. I didn't, I don't think there's like. Uh, an objective match of the night in this one, but it's pretty close to about as objectively like universally. We, we can we can talk as... we can argue about what the worst match of the night was. Was it Hardy versus Mark yeah, Henry I or think Carly versus fucking Triple H? Definitely Hardy versus Henry because uh, I just don't it think wasn't you, a match. I don't think you can have matches that short. No, it's it's like I can sort of understand it occasionally. Like there's this old story where it was like Flair and Steamboat that always go like 60 minutes and they showed up to a like to a show once and they did like a three minute match ending in a roll up and the idea behind that was to be like well now the crowd will pay attention the whole time because the match can end at any time I can understand that but at the same time these motherfuckers are paying like like 50 bucks I think I think the the kind of like the strategy there is different like I understand people pay attention anytime but that was just 31 seconds so they could squash Matt Hardy I don't know where the time... Not to squash him, but, like, to... To build him, to but, build but him, not yeah. have the title change. I feel like they just lost, they ran out of time, maybe, but all the matches are fucking short. It's so... Yeah, this pay-per-view is It feels like there was just a lot of time that kind of just went down the drain somewhere. Mm. Like, I was talking about how Jericho backs up the ramp for, like, five minutes. Yeah. Like, you could have had a five-minute Matt Hardy match if you just made him kind of, like, bolt... Like, oh, fuck, I just hit Yeah, yeah, it's like, it would have been a bit more impactful if Jericho had gone, oh, shit, dog, and There's just away. a lot of wasted time in between mm. matches in this pay-per-view, I think. And you're not just quoting John Morrison's entrance music. No, I'm not. Um, Too much wasted <laughs> time in this pay-per-view. <laughs> anyway, so, match of the night is the Hell in a Cell, and the moment of the night is Edge going to hell See, in I, a cell. Ha ha ha. I, I agree with you, but I do have to give an honourable mention to that fucking Santino, like that Glamorella match. Because <laughs> I can't tell you how much I fucking loved that. What was your second favourite match of the night? Oh, Jesus. Because I was I... thinking, do you think that the, like, as a, like, as a wrestling match, not like a comedy wrestling match or anything like that, um, the CM Punk JBL one... Versus the MVP Jeff Hardy one. Which one did you like better? I like the JBL CM Punk one more because, like, um, although the MVP versus Jeff Hardy one was was, I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the story going in, but I felt like as strong as that story was, the JBL Punk story behind it yeah. was more solid. Um, you had the added bonus of something I always like to see in wrestling, which is a clean fucking finish. Yeah, clean someone, finishes. someone got pinned in the middle of the <laughs> ring, and no one had to like distract. No one had to like run down and be like, "Hey, what's up? My name is Mike Adam Leary." Shut Benjamin. 
My name is what? My name is Mike Uh But yeah, I like overall thoughts of the show. Like, did you? Yeah, like, I I liked it. I guess. I mean, I feel like we're in for a lot of like kind of eh shows. Well, see, I enjoyed it, but like the 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 way I can kind of sum it up is um, never before have these feuds been so like real hype. And never before have championships meant so fucking little. Yeah, the, I don't like that the championships weren't actually defended in, like, the main events. Mm, like, I think the belts should almost the people always that, be the main event. Yeah, the people they're throwing at the titles, like, JBL, right, sure, I mean, he's a good, he can, he's solid good wrestler. He's a contender but, to kind of get punk over a bit, but then... Yeah, but it's not exactly, like... The hottest feud, and then they also put Cully oh, in the main event. Unfortunately, oh, but this kind of a staple of early PG era is Cully. Cully, I, I honestly like. I cannot wait to get comedy Cully at this point because it's a. It at the very least, it's a million times better than serious heel threat Cully. So, yeah. so yeah, I guess that's. I guess that's that'll do it. Up. It was a decent pay per view. <laughs> I wouldn't name it amongst my favorites of. Maybe it's one of my favorites of the year. I, I, I like Bash better, and we're we're oh, yeah, I like and we're about better. to do the greatest pay per view of all time, Unforgiven. Um, actually, no, it's not one of my song. favorite pay per views because One Night Stand also happened. Yeah, no, this is probably it. Just didn't really go down in history as much. Although the one thing it's historic for, it's the last SummerSlam, like even to this day. That hasn't been held either in Los Angeles or Brooklyn. Oh, it was okay. held in Indianapolis. Also, I should have mentioned this when we were reviewing Jeff Hardy's fucking match. It's his first SummerSlam since 2001. Oh, yeah, that's I true. I had that in my notes, but I just forgot to mention it. Yeah, anyway, me too. Anyway, like, I, yeah, I, I agree. It was it was a solid show, good matches. Like, obviously, go out of your way to check out the, um, the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, the Hell in a Cell and- match is a classic. And I would say, if you have memories of hating Santina Morella... Go back and watch Glamorella versus yeah. Kofi and Mickey James. I would just—he will make a believer <laughs> out of you. I would check out this matter, this pay per view, even if just for the Hell in a Cell match. Obviously, oh, you yeah. don't have to watch. Well, we just subjected ourselves to that for the listening pleasure. We subjected our, We had to look at Cully's nipples for nine minutes. I was. What is it with Cully's nipples? They're fucking huge, man. I don't <laughs> like them. They make me well, uncomfortable. He's a big person. He's a big boy, but he's... I don't know. There's something... It's like he's got Cesaro nips, where Cesaro's nips just look a little bit too big. Anyways, um, if you like what you heard, uh, don't forget to rate and review. Subscribe iTunes. As we, as I said before, we we're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn Radio. And uh, podcast worldwide, podcast worldwide, never on Spotify. Send us an email if you've got any questions. Yes, PG Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. That's PG Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. And please follow for us on the, Twitter. For the love of Christ, follow us on Twitter. Hashtag oh. We've done a face reveal. It's our cover photo on Twitter. Oh, yeah. So we you have... get to see what we look like. Yeah, man. How... Oh, you... you get to guess which one of us is who because you don't actually know. I'm I'm the hotter one. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is actually like, I, I should end on this very This point. is one person who has split personality doing a podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just going to end on a very like funny Twitter thing. I tweeted out like plugging the podcast and I was like, hashtag wrestling, hashtag WWE. And I clicked on, like, the hashtag, hashtag wrestling. There wasn't a lot of wrestling on there. It was literally 
all porn. <laughs> no, no WWE, no pro wrestling. Sounds about right. Should have used hashtag just pro wrestling, yeah, not wrestling. wrestling. Jesus, <laughs> it was all porn. So if you want to check out like the all the porn on hashtag wrestling and just a podcast, go for but, it. Check it out. Anyways, this is the big dog and the big dog signing out. Signing out. Catch oh, you yeah. next time. Catch you outside. I got nothing.